Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. We want to continue looking at uh, 1 John chapter 2 here in our series of Sermon Extras podcast. This past Sunday, we talked about the greatest fear imaginable. We paused and looked at the fear of God, and we contrasted that with the fear of man and really any other fear that is upon this earth. Today, I don't want to talk about fear, even though it's Halloween. We did that on Sunday. I want to focus on one little piece of truth from the end of 1 John chapter 2. We find it in verse 26 and verse 27, and I'm just going to read it now, and then we'll talk about it. It says, I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you, but the anointing that you have received from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has been taught, abide in him. We spent most of our time this past Sunday talking about abiding in Jesus and how important that is. And honestly, we use the fear of God uh, as a motivation to stay near Jesus and to abide in him because everything else is scary. Everything outside of Jesus is scary. And so the application is to stay near Jesus and to abide in him. And that's really kind of the theme in this last passage of 1 John chapter 2 is that John wants us to stay near Christ because otherwise we're an antichrist. If we're not with him, we're against him. If we're not gathering with him, we're scattering. This little piece here toward the end of the chapter is quite interesting because it sounds a little cryptic. It says in verse 26, I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you. And that lines up perfectly with what he has been saying about the Antichrist. But verse 27 is the cryptic one. It says, but the anointing that you have received from him abides in you and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true, it is no lie, just as it has been taught, abide in him. And I find that to be very interesting language, that John would say, you have no need that anyone should teach you. And I think there's a wrong way to look at that, of course, to say, oh, we don't need any pastors and teachers then. Uh, that would make my job completely null and void, because that's exactly what I do as a pastor. I teach, I lead, I guide, I show people the way to go. But I don't think that's what John is saying. I think what he's saying is you don't need that as your primary source. And it had me thinking of this idea of supplements. You've heard that word before, right? Supplements. If you're an exerciser, a person who works out and tries to stay fit, supplements are those kind of things that help you do that. You know, vitamins and muscle building, whey and things like that. People are using all today. And there's obviously the bad kind of supplements you can use in sports and people get in trouble for taking the uh, performance enhancing drugs. But that's not really the supplement I want to talk about today. I want to talk about just supplements because I think that's kind of what John is pulling out here today is don't live on supplements. You need the actual source of the thing that is good. And I want to give you a couple comparisons so we understand this idea of supplement. I am a coffee drinker. I love coffee. Uh, unfortunately, because of a dietary issue, I can't have caffeine. So my coffee is just for the sake of learned behavior. It's just for the sake of liking the drink and not really forgetting the buzz of caffeine like many do, unfortunately, because I would enjoy that caffeine if I could have it, but I, I can't. But coffee drinkers, pure coffee drinkers, honestly get hooked on the caffeine. And I know what it's like to have one of those days where you wake up groggy and you can't really get your engine started and you need a little pick-me-up, right? And coffee is one of those things that helps people get going. They drink their coffee or you could even say an energy drink. I know those are very popular today. Some people that don't like coffee, you know, supplement their lack of energy with energy drinks. So either way, maybe you do both, maybe you do one or the other, maybe you don't do either of them, but they're very common today. People are drinking coffee and energy drinks, I think, more than any other generation before us. But those things are supplements. They're supposed to be supplements. They are not supposed to be substituted for a good night's sleep. 
that's an illustration of what it would be like if we only lived on the supplement, if we never actually got good sleep and we only pumped our body full of caffeine, that would be bad, right? That wouldn't be good. Eventually, the body would break down because the body has to have sleep. It has to have quality sleep. As good as coffee and energy drinks can be to help you get going, it's not good enough to substitute a good night's sleep. And people who have tried to do that eventually realize that that is a failure and they have to get good quality sleep. So that's an example of something that is a supplement But if you made it your primary source of nutrients, then you would find yourself in a really bad place. Here's another one. Vitamins. On and off in my life, I have taken vitamins. I have never gotten that consistent with them, unfortunately. But vitamins are good, right? People who are lacking vitamins and vitamin D and vitamin C and vitamin A, and there's tons of them. They take vitamins in winter. When winter comes, people aren't getting the sunlight that they need. So a lot of people take vitamin D supplements to substitute for not getting enough sunlight. But there it is. There's the idea again. If you only lived on vitamins and you never ate actual fruit and vegetables or you never got any sunlight, that would be bad for the body. As much as you wanted to pump your body full of vitamins and thought that just by taking vitamins over and over and over you could live healthy, you would be wrong. Because the good source, the stuff that we actually need is much better than the vitamins that man has created. We need the actual fruit. We need the actual vegetables. We need even things that meat can provide and sunlight can provide. And if we didn't get those things, then we would be harmed. And so we can't live on the supplement alone. We must have the actual good things that God has created for the body. Here's another one. Diets are big today, right? Uh, Everyone is looking for the new fad, the new diet. Um, You know, for a while it was no carbs. If you don't eat carbs, you'll lose 30 pounds in a week or whatever. (laughs) And then, you know, it was like, oh, maybe carbs isn't the issue. You know, maybe it's sugar. Maybe if we cut sugar out or if we cut this out or that out. And, you know, there's a diet for every single person and every single thing out today. And diets are fine. They have their place. They do. But again, I don't think diets were meant to be a lifestyle, not the very extreme ones, of course, because if you go to any sort of fitness trainer or even a doctor, they'll say to you, you need diet and exercise. You need to eat the right kinds of food and you need to exercise the body so that it can be fit and know what it's like to be sustained by moving and and being active and things like that. And so if you only ate the right foods or you only tried to avoid sugar, and you never exercised, it would be very, very similar. It wouldn't be good for the body. So that's another example. And just one more example here before we get back to the text. When I was growing up, I wasn't a great student, but mostly because I was lazy. I wasn't a very good, uh, studious person. (laughs) Didn't know really what it was like to buckle down and really be a good student. I think I, I did a little bit toward the end of my high school career, maybe because it was easier and I had a lot of study halls. But they had these things when I was going to school called cliff notes, Maybe you guys remember those. They have different terms for them. But Cliff Notes was this thing that if you had to read a literature book for your English class, those really long books like Beowulf and things like that, they had these things called Cliff Notes that was actually like a little bit of a, much more so actually, an abridged version of the actual book. So once you realize that Cliff Notes existed, the light bulb went on over your head and you said, you know what, why do I even need to read the book? I'll just read the cliff notes. I'll just get these cliff notes. I'll read the cliff notes on Beowulf. And when it comes time to discuss and write a paper, I'll know everything I need to know. But the problem was is that I didn't know everything I needed to know. I knew the gist of the book. I didn't know the ins and outs of what the author was trying to get across. 
because Cliff Notes didn't go into that much depth. It was just giving you a surface understanding of the book. And that's another example. And actually, I even tried that. I tried to read the Cliff Notes of a book. I don't remember if it was Beowulf or some other book, but uh, it was time to discuss it in class. And I, I didn't know the answers. And my teacher very easily found out that I didn't actually read the book. I read the Cliff Notes instead of the book. And I was found out because I wasn't supposed to be able to find that kind of shortcut because life really isn't that way. And so John, going back to the text here, is saying that kind of thing to us. He says in verse 27, the anointing that you have received, which again comes from Christ by the Holy Spirit upon those who have faith in Jesus Christ. So the anointing does not come from anything you and I do. We simply receive it. So that's what he says. The anointing that you have received from him abides in you. And therefore, you have no need that anyone should teach you. Why? Because as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has been taught, abide in him. And that's really what John is saying. It's not that we don't need teachers or we never need to sit under teaching or good preaching. We obviously do. Preachers and teachers are a gift from God. They can, you know, expound on the word and make things more clear to us and illustrate things and help us understand the deep truths of God's word. But what John is saying to us today is you cannot live on that. You cannot live on the supplements. If you and I do not get our primary understanding from the Holy Spirit through the understanding of Scripture, then you and I are actually harming our spiritual soul. We have to sit before the Lord. We have to learn the discipline of reading and understanding Scripture through taking notes and prayer and meditation and memorization. And that is a lost art today. You know, I, I mentioned to our people several weeks ago that they have this two-minute devotional now that you can do while you brush your teeth. Just read this little devotional, get your little vitamin for the day, and then go about your day because that's really all you need. And then you could say to God, you're devoted, you're following Jesus Christ. And John is going, no, that's a slippery slope. You can't do it that way. Devotionals have their place. They're supplements. Teaching, preaching has their place. It's a supplement. But the primary nourishment for the soul is the Word of God. And the context of what he's talking about today is warning us of antichrists. And so if you use the context here, you can go, wow, that's the reason we need to be so nourished is because there are those out there trying to deceive us, trying to lure us away from the truth, trying to get us to follow something else. And you can say, well, I'm, I'm smarter than that. I'm not going to be that type of person. But really, you're a sitting duck unless you are getting your nourishment, your primary nourishment from God through the Holy Spirit, through the scriptures. You can't just sit under good preaching because man is fallible. Man is able to himself be deceived or a thousand different variables can factor into that. You know, they don't, they're not learned enough. They're lazy. They're digesting and regurgitating someone else's information. And John is saying to us today, we can't do it that way. We can't live on supplements. And unfortunately, we live in the day and age where the celebrity pastor is very big today. And what I'm about to say is not to knock down the celebrity pastor. Once again, they have their place and I'm thankful for godly men who can get a good following and get the word of God out there at rapid rates. But unfortunately, what happens in our day and age is people flock to the celebrity pastor. And instead of sitting before the Lord and his word on a day-to-day -day basis, because they say, well, Francis Chan and David Platt and Matt Chandler and Tim Keller and John MacArthur and John Piper, these guys know more than me. So if I really want sound teaching, all I got to do is fire up one of those guys on YouTube, listen to a sermon for 30, 40 minutes, and I'm going to get everything I need to know. No, you won't. I know what it's like to flock to the celebrity pastor myself. My celebrity pastor actually is no longer with us. His name is Charles Haddon Spurgeon. He lived during the 1800s in London, and he had a following probably even before social media of, of 10 to 20,000 people. But 
Spurgeon is very sound, very sound. If you can read Spurgeon and understand Spurgeon, which I think most people can, please do so because you're going to gain so much from him. And honestly, a lot of the celebrity pastors today that I mentioned are really sound guys and you can learn a lot from them. But it's never in order for us to substitute that from the Word of God. We still need our primary teaching from God himself. And that's what John is saying. If you have his anointing from the Holy Spirit, you don't need to depend upon man. Because if you depend upon man, you're going to be deceived by that man. And it's not because that man may be trying to deceive you. Maybe the man is being deceived himself, or again, you misunderstand what he said. You and I have to sit before the Holy Scriptures. We have to learn the discipline of learning what it says, learning what it doesn't say, learning how to read it in context, learning the entire message and narrative of Scripture. And for myself, when I was flocking to Charles Spurgeon, I realized I wasn't getting enough. Charles Spurgeon was fantastic, but Charles Spurgeon also had a very good trait. He pointed me to Scripture, and he said, sit before the Lord, learn from the Lord. Do not take my words or anyone's words at face value, but learn what the Scriptures say. Let the Holy Spirit teach you and guide you, and then let the teaching and the preaching and the devotionals have their place and to supplement the Word of God, because that's their point. That's exactly why they're there, to help enhance to bring something out that we didn't originally see, but it is not there to be our primary source of nourishment. And I have to talk about that today because, it's we again, we live in a day and age where everybody is flocking to the celebrity pastor. Everybody's got their favorite guy, it seems, that they always want to listen to and learn from. And as soon as he writes a book, they rush out to get it. But are we that way with God? Are we willing to sit before God and let Him alone teach us to learn from Him directly? And again, I want to make this clear, we can If you have the anointing by the Holy Spirit, you have everything you need. It doesn't mean you'll understand every nook and cranny of Scripture, but you will understand exactly what God wants you to understand if you want to learn. If you bathe it in prayer, in a sound mind, in a focused heart, and you seek to meditate and to pray over and to talk over the things that you've learned, you will grow greatly. And unfortunately today, people are are more in tune to theologies than they are the Scriptures. And we should be getting our theologies from Scripture and not the other way around. We should not be putting our theologies into Scripture. That is so, so dangerous. And that's why I think we have today 41,000 denominations of Christianity is because everyone has their own take. Everyone thinks something is incredibly crucial and important and that everyone down down the street is wrong and therefore they're the only right ones. And that's just how division happens. But for you and I to be healthy... We have to sit before the Lord. We have to learn our primary teaching from the Lord. And therefore, it'll be much, much harder for the devil and his minions to deceive us because we'll know truth. And that's the illustration that I've brought up before, that those who work in a mint are the best ones to tell what a forgery of money looks like because they deal with the real, authentic money all day, every day. And so as soon as a forgery comes in, they can tell it as plain as day. That's not right. That's wrong. That's a forgery. And that's exactly what you and I need to have spiritually is we need to sit before scripture and the word of God and say, when truth comes in, say, yes, that is truth. And when deception and lies come in, say, no, that's a lie because that's not what scripture says. And as a pastor and as a leader and those who may be listening to me today, I'm glad that you're listening. I hope that you continue to listen. But more than that, I hope that you find your primary nourishment from the word of God so that you can be healthy, so you can walk according to truth, so you can divide the word of God as it teaches us to do. I hope that's a blessing to you today. Sit before the Lord today. Do not take a shortcut. Do not think that you can live without light. You can't. You must have it, and I must have it today. Thank you for listening. Blessings to you. 
Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.